Happy Friday, everybody. It's Friday, October 25th, 2019. And as always, if you're listening to this, that means you made it through another week. And margaritas are in order. You're going to notice that my voice is going to sound a little different this week. And I'm going to have a few more coughing interruptions throughout the course of the podcast. Because I am getting a little bit better from a Ill- from an illness. I'm currently being pumped full of antibiotics and steroids. So I'm a little all over the place. Uh, I'm eating everything in the house and I'm snapping at the drop of a hat. So I got that going for me this week. So forgive the voice, forgive the, uh, the raspiness, and forgive... The uh, coughing interruptions that are going to come throughout the, the course of this podcast, I do apologize in advance. Having said that, let me go ahead and get to the birthday so that I can get to the football so that we can get to what's going on this week. All right, happy birthday to Pablo Picasso, Minnie Pearl, Marion Ross, and from the 1980 Miracle on Ice Olympic hockey team, Mike Arugioni. Also on this date in 1964, the Rolling Stone made their first appearance on the Ed Sullivan Show. When they got done performing their first song, the crowd cheered for so long and so loudly that Ed had to shout at the crowd to quiet down multiple times before he could introduce his next guest. He vowed that they would never again appear on his show, but their popularity grew so much, and later he had to obviously relent and allow them back on. In honor of this appearance and this event... Today's song of the day is going to be the the last song they performed on that first Ed Sullivan show appearance, which would be Time is on My Side. Now, before we get into the football, let me give you three real quick reminders like I do every week for people who have found me for the first time. Uh, This podcast is not edited and recorded in a studio. It doesn't seem perfectly together. You're going to hear background noises. It's an amateur podcast. It's meant to be that way. It's meant to be like you and I sitting on my deck shooting the shit about the topics of the week. So listen to the background noise. Don't get offended by it. That's the way it's supposed to be. Secondly, I have an intro song at the beginning of every podcast episode. I have a song at the end of the episode. I have one that takes us into the birthdays. And during the football season, I have one that takes us into the football segment. But you can't hear that if you're listening on any platform other than Anchor FM, which is where I'm recording the show. Some people are listening on Apple Podcasts, on Pocket Casts, and that's great. I appreciate wherever you're listening from, but you're not hearing the full show the way it's meant to be heard with the music. So if you hop over to anchor.fm or you download the free Anchor app, you're going to get this show free, dozens of other shows free, but most importantly, you're going to hear how this show was intended to be heard with the music included. Last reminder I give everybody every week is if you can swing by the website, TomPowellJr.com, TomPowellJr.com, where you're going to find anything you want to know about me, about the show, but also most importantly on where you can pick up my first book entitled A Grateful Life, The Life Story of a Husband, Father, and Taco-Loving Deadhead. You can buy your A Grateful Life concert ticket bookmark there, and coming soon you'll be able to buy A Grateful Life window stickers in the same location. I'm working on that one right now uh okay now this is where i get into the football and my wife begins to hit the fast forward button so i'm gonna go ahead and take my time with the football this week since she likes to hit the fast forward button cue the football music all right i had a little bit of a bounce back week last week i went eight and six last week so far on the year i am 56 46 and one this past week we saw the uh 
Chiefs wallop the Broncos hard. Hard. All right, they got nine sacks, but came with a loss. It's looking like Mahomes might be out a couple of weeks. I know he was back at practice this week, but he dislocated his kneecap. He's out a couple of weeks. So the win came with a loss, but man, nine sacks and a whooping up on somebody in your division is huge, especially since the Chiefs got a couple of losses already. Now, 49ers and the Redskins played this week the first scoreless first half of the year. It was just a raw game. It was windy. It was rainy. It was one of those classic rain games. I'm kind of hoping that it means that we're going to be on the, on the verge of seeing the snow games in the near future. But uh, the 49ers pulled it out and are still unbeaten. Still unbeaten. I, I mean, listen. If I tell you the fact that the New England Patriots are still unbeaten at this time of the year, you're not going to be shocked. If I tell you that the only other unbeaten team in the NFL this year is the 49ers, you should shit an egg roll because nobody, not even the 49ers ownership, had them going unbeaten by this time of the year. But here they are, still rolling. Putting, I got to say, the other teams in the division are doing a decent job of keeping up with them, a couple of them, but something's got to give soon in that division. It's going to be very tough. Speaking of very tough, the Bengals. Oh, my God. How bad are the Bengals? Brutal. I, I mean, just dismantle the team right now. Uh, Matt Ryan in Atlanta, I told you last week, I think that the Matt Ryan era is, is, is almost done. Well, Atlanta got another loss, and in the process, Matt Ryan had to leave the field injured. Folks, he's got to be done in Atlanta. He's got to be done in Atlanta. This week, we saw the Chargers have two one-yard touchdown runs called back. Two that I thought they got, actually, I thought they got in three times in a row. But they had two one-yard touchdowns overturned, and they get the loss. That is brutal. Aaron Rodgers throws for five touchdowns, runs in another one, has a perfect passer rating, and he does that while putting even more distance between himself and the Chicago Bears because the Bears got worked over again. They are not the Bears who you thought they were. All right? To quote Dennis Green, they are who we thought they were. Now, if you want to crown their asses, then crown them. It's not happening this year, Bears Bears Nation. Things have hit a wall. It looks like that whole experiment last year might have been a one-year fluke. The play calling, atrocious. The quarterback play, horrendous. The only thing holding the entire team together is its defense, as usual. I think we got ourselves a Rex Grossman kind of thing going on here. And I'm going to come back and I'm going to touch on that in just a minute. But I also wanted to bring up the point that uh, a lot of you folks laughed at me when I said that the Indianapolis Colts were going to win their division even after Andrew Luck retired. Got a whole lot of laughs. Take a look at where they are now. Take a look at where they are now. Leading their division with an easy-ass schedule to go the rest of the way. I'm telling you folks, you all laughed at me. The Indianapolis Colts are going to win their division after Andrew Luck announces retirement two weeks before the beginning of the season. Gnaw on that. They got a great coach. They got a phenomenal offensive line. They got a stout defense. The quarterback is playing above his potential, and he's got weapons all around him. I'm telling you right now, 
Are they going to go far in the playoffs? No, I don't think they are. Are they going to make the playoffs? Yes, they are. Absolutely, and they're going to do so by winning their fucking division. Listen to what I'm saying on this one. But the story of the week in the NFL has to be what I told you was going to happen as soon as the Tennessee Titans signed Cody Parkey to relieve their kicking woes. What does he do? He goes out there this week, last week, doink off the upright. That is got that pure gold writes itself right there, folks. Pure gold. Thank you, Tennessee, for bringing in Cody Parkey. The entertainment value alone was worth it, seeing him doink another one off of an upright. Is anybody going to learn about this guy in the NFL? Anybody? Any other teams in my division want to sign him? Let's send him over to Houston for a couple of years and watch him doink him off the uprights over there. I got no problem with him. Now, going back to the Bears real quick. Here's where the Bears screwed up. The Bears' ownership passed on GM Ballard in order to get GM Pace. Pace then went out and passed on my coach, Frank Reich, in order to get Nagy. Now, I'll be the first one to admit, Frank Reich wasn't our first choice. I hated our first choice. Little McDaniels prick out of New England. But we wound up with the right coach. The Bears actually passed on Reich and hired Nagy. And then what, is the, what, is, what does the, the GM Pace do? He passes on Mahomes to move up to take Mitch Trubisky. Folks, Mitch Trubisky, hang on. Mitch Trubisky started one year in high school. He sat three years in college and then started one year in college, and then the Bears moved up to get him. You guys moved up in the draft to take a quarterback that was one year removed from starting in high school. There's your problem. There's why the Bears' ownership has been and will always be a joke until the McCaskies sell the team to somebody that's willing to put a winning product on the field without looking at the bottom line. Period. Period. All right, here's my picks for this week. Seahawks, Colts, Bucks, Saints, Rams, Eagles, Chargers, Lions, Jaguars, 49ers, Texans, Patriots, Packers, and the Steelers. All right, so with all of that being said, we get this is where we get into what's been going on this week. And uh, what we have coming up in the next week, between now and the next broadcast, is uh, the first snowflakes are scheduled to appear in our area here in the beautiful Chinook area. Uh, it's not going to be a sticking snow. It's not going to be an accumulating snow, but it's going to be cold enough to snow, and we're going to see snowflakes. Actually, they're actually predicting it on Halloween, which is this coming Thursday. So right off the bat, if you've been listening to the show for any amount of time, you know that that makes me a happy, happy, happy boy. I love winter. Love, 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 love winter. And I, all the snow people, or all the summer people, that just gave me shit since April can now kiss my ass. It's my time of the year. No, seriously, snow. Love it. Get cold. Put the comforter on the bed. Got to get the storm door in. <coughs> the whole shooting match. Can't get enough of it. And it's coming. The first snowflakes. It's it. It's over, folks. It's over. 
Break out the coats. Put the top on the Jeep. It's over, summer lovers. Now, as I said, that snowfall or that snow flurries, I guess, they're scheduled to appear on Thursday, which is Halloween. Halloween is once again upon us. I got a few do's and don'ts for everybody this Halloween. Uh, Just my own personal rules when it comes to Halloween, okay? What I'd like to see people abide by, I know nobody's going to. Uh, Number one, stop dressing your pets. Good Lord, stop dressing your pets. That is one of the biggest pet peeves. It's like, oh, that's so annoying to me. Look at him, he's the, he's the Mr. Peanut guy. No, he's a dog. Take the fucking costume off of him. He's humiliated that you did that. It doesn't feel natural to take the thing off. The, the poor dog, look at him, take him off. I feel like the dad in a Christmas story when he's telling his wife, tell him to take the pink thing off. Stop doing that to your dogs, people. Come on. Come on. Now, that's, that's rule one. If I could make rules that people would actually follow. That would be rule one. Stop dressing up your dogs. Rule number two, stop dressing yourself like a whore. When the hell? I talk about it every year. I've talked about it every year on Facebook. Last year on Halloween was the first Halloween I had in which I had a podcast. So this is the second year that I've done Halloween. I talked about it last year. Why? Why? Why do you got it? When did that become a thing? I need to be a slutty nurse. I need to be a slutty cop. I need to be a slutty Apu from The Simpsons. What's the, why, what, why? That's not, you're just a whore. Stop. Just dress whorish. You don't have to dress as a slutty m M&M. and It's not going to make anybody want you more, okay? So that would be rule number two. If, once again, I had rules that people would follow. Uh, avoid the bad candy. If I could, there would be candies that I would ban. The top three on the list to avoid, as always, as they are every year, black licorice, those foam circus peanuts, you don't, you know what I'm talking about, and candy corn, which is basically just wax. Just stop. If I could ban those, I would. Please don't be the house that hands those out. Please don't be the house that hands those out. Please don't be the house that hands out the spider rings and the pencils. It's another don't, all right? It's Halloween. If you don't want to participate in it, I understand. I get it. But it's Halloween, okay? Uh, we, we, we hand out candy. We keep some peanut-free stuff for, for kids with allergies. Um, but uh, we hand out candy. And this year is the first year that we're going to uh, the full-size candy bars. Um, I currently have 114 full-size candy bars at the bowl. My wife and daughter says that's not enough, so this weekend is going to be filled with debate as to whether or not I need to go back out next week and get more full-size candy bars. I don't know, that's 114 kids. That's 114 kids, and uh, I don't know that we're going to get that much. I'm betting we're going to get under 100. But we'll see how the weekend goes as to whether or not I'm going back out. Now, for everybody else that's going to be out there trick-or-treating, all you kids that are listening... Don't forget about the dad tax. Dad gets to tax that bowl as soon as you bring it in. He's going to dig through there, pull out a couple of Reese's. You know, in my case, pull out some Whoppers. I'll be taking those. It's part of the dad tax for living here. 
I pay $91 for your costume. I get to tap 30% of your candy. That's it, period. Now, speaking of Halloween, there's a new invention out just in time for Halloween. They specifically timed it to coincide with Halloween. And it's a, uh, it's a new phone case for your phone. And it's a phone case that's designed... Hang on a minute. Let me take a look at my notes real quick because I've got the guy's name in the notes. And I want to get his name right. Dr. Mark Tessier. Dr. Mark Tessier. He created a new phone case that looks and feels like human skin. Um, now, if, if it's not creepy enough to you that you, you'd be touching a case that has human skin, uh, it, it actually connects to the phone. Uh, and the phone can tell how you're holding it based on the touch your hand presents the skin on your phone, and your phone can respond with, like, the angry emoji if it feels like you're touching it angrily, or the, the laughing emoji if you tickle it, or the, you know, like the shocked face emoji if you pinch it. It's really, really creepy shit, guys. Really fucking weird. Now, he said he wanted to, to change the way we interacted with our smart devices and change the way we, we, we hold them and get, get personal with them and, and feel how we're actually touching. I don't give a fuck how I'm holding my phone. You want to know why? It's a phone. It's an inanimate object. I don't want an inanimate object reading my feelings and, and spitting them back out to me in computer form. That's how we get to the point where the computers begin to lock the doors and keep us all inside for future slave labor. No. 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 Let me emphasize it one more time for you. Motherfucking no. Okay? No. <laughs> uh, he, he's also created a pad that you sit next to your... Um, uh, your, your computer, and it's made out of human, this human skin-looking material. I would say that the pad is about the size of, like, the, the box that your checks come in. If you guys remember the, the cardboard box that your checks come in. And it's covered in human skin. And while you're on your computer, you can sit there and you can play with the skin. And it'll read your emotions and it'll show them to you on the screen. No! No! It's shit like that is the reason why we've got actual female robots having sex with people in basements right now as I record this podcast. No. I don't know. No. 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 I don't care how cool you thought it was. It's creepy. It's creepy. And to be honest with you, it's, uh, it's weird as fuck. Just weird as fuck. And I don't think... I don't think I can handle having my phone read my every reaction. I put my hand into my pocket to grab my phone and it's going to feel how I'm feeling. Eh, hell to the no. I think I'm just going to stick with the old otter box and we're going to be good. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's just a little too creepy for me. 
Maybe not for you guys. If so, you can go find this thing. It's available now. You can buy it for your phone. It looks just like human skin. You, you can, it's pliable. You can pinch it. You can pull it. It feels supposedly just like the back of your hand. Which, once again, is just weird as fuck to me. But weird is what we do around here, right? Every week I tell you about weird stories of weird people doing weird shit somewhere in the world. And this week is no different. I've got a few stories for you here real quickly. (sighs) Yes, we have to start where we often do. We have to head south to the great state of Florida for the first story of weird people doing weird shit in weird places. I know. Florida, right? Every I, You guys think I'm obsessed with Florida. It, I, and you're right, I am. I'm obsessed with Florida. I'm obsessed with a state that can have that much weird, that much strange, that much beauty, that much tropical. It is just, it is just a whole bucket of everything. I love it. Absolutely love it. There was a guy who was arrested in Dade County, Florida. Now, you want to talk about weird as fuck. There was a gentleman arrested in Dade County, Florida for launching, stick with me, launching filled diapers onto cars from an overpass with a homemade catapult. Yes, that is, you did not hear that incorrectly. I will repeat it. A man was arrested in Dade County, Florida. For launching filled diapers onto cars from an overpass with a handmade catapult. Now, a few weeks back, we did a story about a gentleman in Florida who climbed out onto a light pole that overhung the roadway, you know, the highway, uh, uh, shimmied out onto the light pole and began shitting into cars. This guy took it to a whole nother level. This guy built a catapult that was approximately five feet long. And the cop said could launch one filled diaper 70 miles per hour up to a quarter of a mile away. This dude came ready to rock. And what did he have with him? He had over 60 filled diapers. 63 got launched at cars on the highway below, to be exact. 63. Now, after he was arrested, he told the cops that he had spent the last 30 days filling the diapers himself in his garage. (laughs) So, hang on a second here. That means not only did this grown man spend a month of his life shitting and pissing in the diapers... But he spent the same month of his life storing them in anticipation for an attack on the local populace in Dade County. I can't even begin to imagine what that garage must have smelled like. 
One woman said that uh, she's driving down the road on her way to work when all of a sudden a diaper hits her windshield and shit and piss fly all over the place. She lost control, hit an embankment. Another guy said he saw the guy launching them in, via the catapult, so he decided to get the hell off the road real quick before he got hit with one. This dude launched 63 diapers filled with his own shit off of a catapult on an overpass towards cars below. Peak Florida. There isn't another place on the planet you're going to catch that headline. Nope, that's not happening in Arkansas. That's not happening in Texas. That's not even happening in Mississippi or Tennessee, folks. That is a Florida thing. What kind... The level of insanity it would take to even come up with the idea. To even come up with the... You know what I should do? I should spend a month of my life filling over 60 diapers with my own shit and piss so I can launch them at cars from a catapult that I'm going to build. Just to think of that. I couldn't think of that if I was writing a fiction novel. So just to come up with that takes a level of depravity that I've never even been able to hear of in my lifetime. But not only did he think of it, he followed through. That is a devotion to the insanity, my friends. Can you imagine being one of the officers that had to get called out to that fucking mess? 63 used diapers on the roadway with this lunatic shit? Call in a hazmat team and drop some napalm in here. Burn the city to the ground. We're starting over. Who's cleaning that up? How many people that work for Dade County quit their job as the boss came in and said, hey, I got a cleanup project for you? And they're like, fuck that. I quit. I bet you they went through a few people that that particular week. Some openings became available down at the Dade County facility as people started dropping like flies when they refused to clean up this lunatic shit. The officers must have been thrilled. Absolutely thrilled. And for some reason, Florida seems to have a problem with shit and piss. As is evident... By the next story that I guarantee you features a set of officers that are even worse off than the officers that had to reply to the guy catapulting his own shit off of an overpass with his homemade catapult. Okay? Uh, The second story I got for you here comes from Florida as well. There's a guy in southern Florida who was an investment banker. He was fired. He didn't like the fact that he was fired, despite the fact that he was fired for some pretty good reasons. He was fired for showing up to work intoxicated and for selling cocaine to his co-workers in the bathroom. So right off the bat, there's some justification as to why this dude's on the bread lines. But he didn't see it that way. He was pissed. He was looking for a little revenge. He was looking for a little payback. So what this now ex-banker investment banker decides to do 
as he shimmies over to his boss's house. And he proceeded to pump out his boss's septic tank into his boss's pool. Yes, he emptied the guy's septic tank into his pool. Now, the guy who owns the house says he arrived home, walked in, noticed a smell. Yeah, you think? He says he gets to the back window and he sees the guy who he recently fired standing next to his pool like a proud honor student, like he had just won the science fair with all of this shit and piss floating in his pool. He says he didn't even approach the guy, he just called the cops. I'm not even dealing with it. Lock the door, call the cops, tell them what's going on. The cops arrive, find the guy in the backyard, they go to apprehend him, and what does this guy do? He jumps in the pool. He jumps in the pool and tells the cops, come get me. Yeah, right about now, Captain Catapult on the overpass is looking like a hell of a call to go check out because this guy wants me to dive into a fucking sewer to go chase him down. No, uh uh-uh. Now, according to the story, it didn't take long for the gentleman to pass out from the fumes and the cops were able to pull him out of the shit and piss-filled pool. But, oh my God. What a roller coaster ride that little two for, from Florida is, right? You go from, I wouldn't want to be a cop to, repl- to have to res- be the cop that has to respond to the lunatic launching his own shit off of an overpass with a homemade catapult. That's crazy as fuck. I'm not going anywhere near it. All right, well, option number two is the guy who emptied the septic tank into the pool and then jumped in and told you to come get him. Yeah, you're taking overpass, dude. All day. The fuck is it with you Floridians and the shit? You guys can't get enough of... Like I told you, there was a guy a few weeks ago that was shitting off a light poles in the cars. You got a guy launching his own shit-filled diapers off of overpasses. This guy jumping into a shit-filled pool. What the hell is it? You had the guy last week who chased people around a Florida Walmart with a fresh turd from the fucking Walmart bathroom and started kissing and caressing the turd. Florida. You got to get your shit together. Some of this has got to be fake, right? You guys can't be that fucking crazy. I mean, I know that it's warp level 10 with you guys when it comes to the bullshit crazy. But come on. Surely not all of this is actually happening down in that state. I mean, that state has just got to smell like an outhouse on a June day 24-7. If that many of you motherfuckers are taking that much liberty with your own excrement. Stunning, the stories you come across. Now, those are examples of crazy. Those are examples of people that need to be institutionalized, right? 
What I have for you next is the story of the dumbass of the week. Like I said, the, the two Florida stories right there I gave you are examples of just, just pure crazy, right? Of course they're dumbasses. By definition, they're dumbasses. But they're, they're a different kind of dumbass. They're just crazy. Now I have for you the dumbass of the week. And he comes to you, sadly, from my home state of Illinois. And actually not too far away from where I live. Yeah, every now and again, Illinois has got to take it. Every now and again, Illinois has to take it. 36-year-old Matthew Bushman of Illinois. Matthew was arrested down in Mattoon, Illinois, not too far from here. And Matt might have forgotten some of his own detailed life when trying to evade the cops and costing himself another charge. Matt was stopped, and he got some, uh, see, he had some warrants. Cops were explaining to him that, that they got they, they to bring him in on some warrants. Now, remember, his name is Matthew Bushman. Matthew Bushman. Matthew informs the cops they got the wrong guy. He's going to give the old fake name routine, right? <coughs> My buddy Jimmy used to do that shit all the time. I can't even begin to tell you how many obstruction of justice charges he's had against him for giving a fake name. <coughs> but Matthew is going to give the cops a fake name. He's going to wiggle out of this one. He gives him a fake name, but I guess Matt had forgotten. And this is what makes him the dumbass of the week. That across his neck, he had Matty B. My friend, you can't give the cops a fake name if your real name is tattooed on your fucking neck. That's not how any of that works. If I had Tommy P tattooed on my neck, I can't go, no, man, my name is Jason. Fuck you, Tommy, I don't even know who the fuck that is, man. That's not how this works. Gave a fake name while having the real name tattooed on his neck. And not on his arm where he could keep his sleeve down or maybe on his chest. Even on the lower arm where he could have a long sleeve shirt or keep a jacket on. No, on your neck where you can't do shit about it. They're looking right at it. You might as well staple your fucking ID to your forehead and give somebody a fake name. I mean, come on. They got your picture, they got your name, and they got your name tattooed on your neck. They know who you are. That is dumbass of the week right there. Coming to you proudly from Mattoon, Illinois. Maddie B. Life lesson, kiddos. If you're going to have something tattooed on your neck, make sure it's not the name you're eventually going to lie to the cops about. It makes it kind of hard to get away with your bullshit. Congratulations, Maddie B. This week's dumbass of the week. Now, somewhat anticlimactic dumbass of the week because I do want to end on a serious note. The serious note is for Local residents uh, here in Shanahan only. So if you're not from Shanahan, 
you're probably not interested in this part, you can go ahead and shut the uh, podcast off. But uh, if you are from the town of Shanahan, specifically Shanahan, not Manuka, not Shorewood, not Joliet, specifically Shanahan, um, the conversation has begun here in town uh, about the, uh, the possible allowance of the sale of recreational marijuana within town limits. I want to make everybody aware that that conversation is beginning. Um, the first meeting on this, where this is not going to be the last meeting by any stretch of the imagination. The first meeting is uh, on Wednesday. No, I'm sorry, Monday. I apologize. Wow, back that up. Monday. Go to the Village of Shanahan's website for information on exactly when and how that's going to go down. But that is the first meeting. I will have, most likely, a standalone podcast dedicated to this topic as it applies to the the Village of Shanahan specifically uh, in the near future. I'm going to try and make that meeting on Monday, see, what's, see what that meeting is about, um, see if they're looking for any input from the village at that time or if they're just beginning to have the conversation. But they are obviously beginning to have the conversation, like multiple co- communities around us have begun to have the conversation. This is an opportunity for you, who, you people who are like me, who are proponents of the legalization of marijuana, to have your voice heard within your town. <clears throat> okay, your town is beginning the process of deciding whether or not to allow this legally, newly, newly legalized product to be sold within town limits. If you want that to happen, you need to make your voice heard. As I said, I'm going to have a standalone podcast about this subject as it pertains to Shanahan in the near future with some details and some facts. In the meantime, get all the information that you can Find out what you can. Attend what you can. In the meantime, that's all I got for you this week. As always, stay grateful. Now enjoy a little bit of the Friday song.